0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one. With your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence a very special monthly wire people into that segment sponsored by the pleasure chest june is pride month so we're going to explore sex toys designed for queer sex and how to queer virtually anything did you know queer is a verb it totally is it's an identity and an adjective and queer is basically everything My guest today is Ryan DiMartino, the supervisor of the New York City Pleasure Chest on the Upper East Side, So, and that's on 2nd Avenue and 60th, for those of you who are wondering. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hi, I'm great,
1: Tina. How are you? I'm
0: good. I'm excited that we're Instagram storying live.
1: So, Ryan, who are you and what do you do for the Pleasure Chest? So I am the supervisor at the Pleasure Chest on the Upper East Side, um, which means that I lend a lot of support to the floor. I do some customer service, but I also coordinate our education program, um, which means that I write the lineup of workshops that we offer every week. Um, Those are two hours long on Wednesday nights, really in-depth stuff, no sign-up required. Um, And they're free and they're free. They're free. The most the most important part Um, We're, you know, the pleasure chest is a mission driven organization. We seek to foster an environment of sex positivity and inclusivity and also empower people to have the education and like the knowledge that they need to be able to fulfill their desires in a way that's like safe and healthy. Um, So part of how we do that is through the education program. So I write the lineup. I observe the workshops. I give feedback to our presenters. I book. Fabulous guest educators such as yourself. Oh, oh, thank, you, thank um, you. And from time to time, I get to teach too, which I think is my favorite part of of working at the Pleasure Chest.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to come to your queering oral sex class this month.
1: I'm actually really excited about that workshop because it's going to be my first time teaching that one specifically. We have um, our most popular oral sex workshop is "Blowjobs and Beyond," our head of the class, but this is um, an oral sex for all genders class that I'm super excited about because every workshop that I teach really brings an emphasis to the ways that bodies are analogous that they're more alike than they are different and Mm. regardless of what your sexual orientation is having knowledge about different you know tissue types or like muscle tissue and how to stimulate them is gonna is gonna benefit you whoever like whoever you meet or whatever you're doing
0: Awesome. So if somebody wants to come to that queering oral sex class um, on the Upper East Side in New York City, what day is that?
1: That's going to be Wednesday, June 14th from 8 to 10 p.m.
0: Fantastic. And if people come to those free classes and they want to shop, do they get some kind of discount?
1: Oh, yeah. coming. So there's no obligation on your part. Just show up for a workshop. But if you make any purchases that night, you get 15% off anything in the store.
0: Oh, my God. Amazing. Um I would want to take advantage of that. Um, and then you're also doing cruise control, hookups, and ethical non-monogamy, which I assume is like a like a queer-specific cruising class, um, on June 28th, right? Yes.
1: Cool. Um, I'm really excited about that class. Um, it's a new edition this quarter. We're going to talk a little bit about how to share STI statuses with partners, about PEP and PREP. Um, and fantastic. where to get them? How to kind of DIY your own open relationship structure? Whether you are partnered to someone or whether you're single and want to like be an ethical booty call with good values. I love that. Yeah, so fantastic. I one of the things that I always, you know, when I whenever I end up talking about the pleasure test, I always come back to my kind of origin story um, there, which was as a young queer stray who, you know, showed up to their interview nine months pregnant with like a lot of life stuff going on and experience in the sex industry, but not so much retail. And you know, the pleasure chest took me in when I could not get a job anywhere else and has turned out to be a really perfect fit and a really amazing experience that like values this life experience and history that I have that so often is something that has to be covered up or, um, you know, spun to be a little bit more kosher. But, um, The Pleasure Chest, you know, values like a host of diverse experiences and really like makes a place for them in the store, which is something that I've always really appreciated.
0: Same. That's so awesome. Um, So what do you do when you're not at the Pleasure Chest?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, that's not very often. But um, (laughs) when I'm not at the Pleasure Chest, I have two dogs at home that I'm really into clicker training and hiking with. Um, What kind of dogs? I have one pit bull, Penelope, oh, and oh um, the love of her life, Odysseus, is a uh, like lab chow Akita He's a big old mutt, um, but he's a really sweet old guy. And Penny is this like rambunctious five year old. They're kind of like the odd couple, but Penelope and Odysseus at the same time. If you're into mythology, I was going to say those
0: are very classical names. I <laughs> think yes,
1: um, yeah. And then I also. Um, I really enjoy going to play parties. And um, one of the other things I love about my job is that it's given me an opportunity to kind of get back in the swing of that.
0: Awesome. Um- So, Ryan, I brought you here today on June 1st, the first day of Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, Of course, I'm sure for you as well as for me, every day is a Pride parade. Um, But it is really wonderful um, to have this month that we dedicate to celebrating and uh, resisting and all of the other things that we do as queers. Um... And, uh, and one of the things that we do as queers is fuck. Why would you turn queer into a verb and use it on your sex life? Why are people into queering sex, Ryan?
1: Why are people into queering sex? Well, I think that, you know, we have to first kind of unpack, like, what is that? what does that even mean? What is it to queer sex? What, what sex is inherently queer and what sex isn't? Is only sex between queer people queer or can straight people have queer sex? And so... Um, there's you know a little bit of exploration there for me um the notion of queering sex isn't even about like who i'm having sex with or the way they were having sex but that the sex is not procreative and that the sex Mm. is something that like i am like using my autonomy and my time to do right because we all live in um a capitalist society where specifically you know heterosexual heterosexual procreative sex is um normalized and Valued in a really particular way. Mm. um, And sex that is outside of procreation, um, and especially, you know, sex that takes up a lot of time or takes you to a venue, is something that um, doesn't contribute to capitalist production, right? Because if you're up all night at the sex party, you're not. Um, Out of bed early in the morning at your job and if you're not producing children, then you're not contributing more workers to the force or soldiers to the war or whatever, you know, the the many um, like reasons that heterosexual sex supports the nation state. Um, Yes. Like taking the time to have sex with yourself or have like queer, like queer sex, meaning like sex that's not contributing to the state, I think is an act of resistance and self love. And I think that that's so important. And so I think that anybody, you know, who comes into the pleasure chest is already like saying, like I'm taking back like time for myself. I don't have to just do this thing for this one particular sanctioned reason. It's not just sanctioned by the state, it's sanctioned by religion, it's sanctioned by, you know, social order, it's considered like, gluttonous almost to to want to spend lots of time like having orgasms just for pleasure and especially if you're someone who you know experiences the world being read as a woman there's um an added layer of um reclamation happening when you take the time to be selfish and be about your own pleasure and let alone like bring tools into the mix um and spend your hard-earned money like supplementing your sex life in a way that really is is about giving something back to you and not producing for society at large
0: oh my god preach preach to me ryan (laughs) thank you for that you know um i always say that um queer sex is more creative than pro-creative, um, but it's especially heartening for me to hear that from you as a queer parent, because I'm I'm not a parent, queer or otherwise, so, um, yeah, hearing that stance from you, I think, is especially radical, so thank you. Thanks. I love that definition. On that note, how do you queer a sex toy, right? Because some sex toys, like, strap-on harnesses, like, sparkly crystal butt plugs like gold strap-on harness compatible dildos um are inherently queer like double-sided dildos like the share by fun factory uh have an inherent queerness to them but you can queer any sex toy
1: right absolutely Um, You know, I think that certain toys, when we look at them, seem to be preloaded with, like, queer points being something that's, you know, golden and fabulous or a sparkly butt plug. But if we're taking the approach that, you know, queering your sex means being selfish about your sex and, like, (laughs) allowing it to be just for you and just for your pleasure and not Mm -hmm. for the state and not for, you know, the workforce, um, any tool that you spend your money on right because our there are prescribed ways that are responsible for us to spend our money in ways that there are not um that you spend your time on that you have created a fantasy around that's just for you is is it that's a that's a queer act agreed um i think that there are there are definitely ways that um certain toys can be weird even further i think looking at the intention of a toy and Mm. manipulating that is a great way so for example um i i I love to tell folks about the Wee vibe Mm. um the Wee vibe is this little c-shaped vibrator and its god-given purpose was to be worn by um a heterosexual woman while she is having like piv with her partner so that there's like a hands-free clitoral vibrator in place as they move through different positions that um both people can feel which Mm. is fabulous great um I love the wee Vibe because it's adjustable and I can tuck it inside my strap-on harness so that I have direct stimulation while I'm strapped up and fucking somebody, mm. um, which is a pretty you know a pretty far deviation from the intention for that toy, but works deliciously for me. There are actually a number of um, dual stimulating toys that are, just intended to be like clitoral vibrators that for me become a way of deriving pleasure from strapping up which is something that i don't always get a whole lot of direct sensation out of unless i'm using a double-ended toy like the Share. um so reclaiming those toys that were specifically designed for straight couples for straight sex and inserting them as like high value utilitarian objects in my own like queer sex life um is one way that I really love to approach it something else that I like to do especially as a trans person is um with toys that Are particularly gendered or gendered not for me Mm. um, take them and find a way to fuck them Um, I'm all about (laughs) like you know yeah yeah. oh yeah lots of toys have you know a a pre-imagined purpose by their design but no toy is limited to that purpose Mm. and I am a big believer that any sex toy in the store could be used by anybody with anybody you just have to be creative and selfish and fantasize about it Um, definitely
0: and even I mean that to me is also the thing that is Like queering a sex toy also is about um, like taking something that like you using something for a purpose other than the one it was ostensibly designed for. Right. Like like, you know, if you think of like anal sex as like inherently queer sex because you're going in through the outdoor and you're like using, you know, your sentience as a human being to be like, well, I know that this area is intended for one thing, but I'm going to notice all of the nerve endings and notice how subverting a taboo makes me feel and I am going to like run with that and play with that like that's what makes that queer so you know that's like how we queer our bodies so like you thinking of like sex toys as like extensions of our bodies and like subverting them especially since they were like designed by people Mm -hmm. um using them from for a purpose other than the one they were designed for seems like the queerest thing that you could do
1: yeah yeah and you know especially as as a trans person going into any sex shop at times can be really intimidating, um especially when the way that toys are are gendered by their make um, is mm. really obvious but um one of the things that can feel you know really empowering for me t- is to take one of those toys that like is specifically for a body that's not mine or for mm. an identity that is supposedly not mine and and make use out of it um so like for example vixen um, vixen makes a a penis extender which is this like hollow shaft um that looks you know like a cock and you can put it on your your own factory installed bits if you want to like make them bigger um and that like that design wasn't intended for my body but i love to take that toy and take my pure wand which is this you know c-shaped metal metal object and stick it inside there and wear it like a strap-on so that i can feel every like nuanced minute um adjustment and sensation um and get fantastic representational head Mm. that um has almost gotten me kicked out of play parties for for um perceivably like violating the boundaries of pink on pink when i'm actually like using toys but Um, having that like really representational experience like for me that also is so sensei is super empowering it's something that I've wanted to feel for the longest time and neither of those toys were intended for that use at all Um, and now it's one of my favorite combinations
0: some of the other explicitly gender-affirming gear that you sell at the Pleasure
1: Chest? Yeah, so one of the wonderful things about the Pleasure Chest is that I'm the supervisor and I'm a trans person. (laughs) Um, And we have a number of trans people on staff and we have a a whole national team that is intentional about the way that we um, lay out our store. And so our inside um, the pleasure chest at the Upper east side the toys are laid out by function mm. um, but we do both like online and in store have a number of gender affirming products so we carry binders in store um, and what's really great about that is it gives folks the opportunity to try them on I know for me as a younger person there was a lot of like ordering binders from way overseas on the internet that like mm. i hoped were gonna fit me and then i knew i couldn't return but i just really needed them so i was taking the gamble um so having those in store is li- really important to me um in particular we also have breast forms we have dilators um we have um we have uh, a stroker by um buck angel which oh, yes. is specifically intended for um, transmasculine folk. Um, There are a lot of strokers that I think are are great for a number of different bodies, whether you identify as trans or not, but just if you're someone who likes suction on their bits. Yeah. Um, But that is specifically geared towards trans people, which I really appreciate. Um, Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Even though when you're selling things, marketing is obviously going to be a part of it, and a lot of the ways that people tend to Understand marketing is gendered for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously that starts they start us off on that very young, right? Right. Um, and so creating just inverting those things is inversion is not the same as subversion, right? right? So That's right. So it's really great to know that Pleasure Chest is a place where you. It's not just like, well, let's, Uh, you don't fit in the box, but like, let's make a new box and then we'll fit you into that. Yeah. It's much more open, much more broad, um, much more about like interpretation and experience rather than conformity.
1: Right. Um, one of the other things I think worth noting is, and this is a question that, you know, we deal with internally where there are, you know, folks who are looking for direction from us that is specifically Mm. based on their gender Mm. um and i you know always try to challenge people to think outside the box because these are just objects and really like what you do with them is totally up to you um but we did just um relaunch our website and now we have a page specifically for um gender affirming products and i know there we also carry um gaffes and um Hackers and STPs, those we have in store as well. Um, but everything is curated together and easy to find and in a place that is you know, acknowledging that these things are, for a lot of folks, for gender affirmation.
0: Can you explain all three of those things? Let's start with gaffes. What is a gaff?
1: A gaff is, um, you could kind of think of it like Under Armour underpants that are gonna help kind of keep everything tucked into place where you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, You you could also think of it as being akin to like a binder for downstairs. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, Right on. Um, And then uh, what is it? What is a packer?
1: Yeah. So this question comes up a lot in store. Um, Packers are soft aftermarket cocks, um, often used by transmasculine folk to create a bulge, um, sometimes used by go-go dancers who want to create a barrier between their own stuff and the folks that they are coming into contact with at work. Um, but they're just soft, not insertable, um, not necessarily like for sexual play, but, um, aesthetic enhancements. Awesome. And, um... STP yeah so an STP is a stand to pee device um those can take a couple of different forms we have some that are not intended to be representational of anything they look more like a funnel or a medicine spoon right um and those are great for camping or for anyone who wants to you know stand up and pee for whatever reason but we also have some that are um from New York Toy Collective um in the form of like a soft penis that can be used in public bathrooms to discreetly stand and pee um yeah without without any mess and without raising any eyebrows
0: well that's so awesome because it it's really having this conversation is making me realize that sexuality is of course and you know this is no surprise to anyone listening that I think this um and that I feel this but that sexuality is a huge part of queer identity and a huge part of um affirmation and expression and community um around queerness but um also, some of these things aren't necessarily about sexual pleasure per se. Um, and it's really great that the pleasure chest, you know, that the, it's really great that the people that work at the pleasure chest are prepared that somebody who is walking in is not necessarily looking for a solo sex masturbation product or a, um, um, or some like sexy, fetish gear or lingerie, that they might be looking for something that is about affirming their identity, Um, you know, something that, you know, is, um, uh, you know, might be just, you know, a, a binder or a packer or a breast form or something that can help you to stand up to pee. Um, there are ways that these things can be fetishized. There are ways that these things can be used sexually, but um, they are essentially um, no more inherently sexual than um, a person's, you know, factory made uh, body parts as you put it. Sure.
1: And we have a number of things in store for a number of different folks that aren't, you know, necessarily um, for sexual pleasure. But I think that, you know to have sexual wellness you have to have like whole body wellness so having those things like body friendly lubes or like kegel balls or position pillows that are like great for positions but also if you're pregnant um definitely are are important pieces of the equation i think for a lot of queer people
0: even as sexual expression is such an important part of their identity having their entire identity reduced to something sexual or fetishized or exotified um, can be really tiring. So knowing that they can come into a space like pleasure chest that is obviously sex positive um, uh, and a place for sexual exploration and experimentation, but not instantly have and like um, that they might, you know, uh, ask a salesperson to um, show them the packers and that the folks that work there are sensitive to the fact that that's not necessarily something that that person is shopping for, for a sexual purpose. Um, that that could be really liberating. That could be the thing that that person needs in order to, to like, get the thing for themselves that they want and need. Yeah. It's really cool. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. Obviously.
0: Yeah. Um, well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, and I want to ask you, um, I've heard of this thing called queer porn. I hear it's a genre
1: mm-hmm. of
0: porn. Right. And I'm wondering if you have thoughts on why people are into queer porn.
1: Gosh, why are people into queer porn? Well, I think, you know, for one thing, variety is the spice of life. Hell yes. And a lot a lot of folks watch, um, watch porn that, doesn't reflect what they do in their own sex lives or even things that they want to do in their own sex lives, but it's still hot to look at.
0: Yeah. Which can be great, right?
1: Absolutely. Queer porn. I mean, I think that queer porn, like queer sex resists a lot of the societal norms that have formed around sexuality and Mm -hmm. sexual expression, um, in a way that's liberating for watchers and performers, whether you're queer or not. I think, um, you know, what differentiates queer porn from mainstream porn. And I, I, I don't want to like, I am not anti-porn. I think porn is fabulous and also that you should pay for it all the time, all the time, all the time. Same, same, same. Thank you. Thank you. But one of, you know, one of the things about, one of the great things that we often see in queer porn that is sometimes missing in the mainstream is um, performer directed scenes Mm -hmm. or more body diversity and, um, Sex, sex diversity the types of things you see a lot of fisting in queer porn and True. you don't see a whole lot of that um or hear a whole lot about that in any other places and you know one of the things I really appreciate about seeing fisting so much in queer porn is that tell, um, tell us about it let me yeah um is that you know fisting is one of those um those sexual acts that um is extremely taboo in ways that really play into heteronormativity and misogyny specifically right like fisting is violent or fisting is going to stretch you out and Mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to make a penis feel good again if you let somebody fist you all of these things that um, right because you know bodies with vaginas are are supposed to exist for the pleasure of bodies with penises and you shouldn't do anything to your vagina that's going to make it less ideal for its future penis right i'm Um,
0: nodding along with all of this yes
1: and fisting is something that flies in the face of that that says i'm you know i'm doing this for me and also um is great to is uh, great to see to show to show people that a lot of those notions about it that it's violent or not pleasurable or alters your body in some way that it never bounces back from are all untrue. Absolutely. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay. Next question: What advice do you have for queer people shopping at the Pleasure Chest, whether they're there for the first time or they're seasoned? Pleasure Chest oh, patrons.
1: Yeah. Well, my first piece of advice is to, at the Pleasure Chest, especially not be afraid to ask anybody who's there for help with anything. Um, everyone is prepared to help you with anything. And also, um, You know, a lot of times folks will come in and look for someone who looks like them to Mm. have a conversation. But just because someone looks like you doesn't mean that they have the same body that you have and definitely doesn't mean that they have the same sexual preferences that you have. So, number one, I would say open your mind to help because Mm. we are um, vaults of information. Totally. um, And it's the most efficient way to get it. And the second thing is to let go of um, assumptions about what toys are for. Mm. Um, Just because, you know, this is designed to be a G-spot vibrator doesn't mean that it's not going to feel great in your butt. It probably will, um, as long as it has a base or a handle. A
0: flared base, Uh, yes, absolutely.
1: But I think that, you know, a lot of opportunities for really amazing orgasms are missed because toys are written off as being only for one thing Mm. um it's you know bastardizing the intent of of a toy that's for kegel exercising or for heterosexual sex is one of my favorite things to do and i encourage everybody to do it all the time same yeah it occurs to me that even uh
0: when there are toys like you mentioned we vibe that are designed for couples you know i always sort of find it it's in. I always find it interesting when people ask, well, what's a good toy for couples? Well, obviously any toy that is good for solo play is also potentially a couple's toy or a threesome toy or an orgy toy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I understand that if people are new to all of these concepts and products or the environment of shopping at a place like the Pleasure Chest, Mm -hmm. um that might be like a framework that they're starting from but this seems to me to be in a way another way to queer sex toys you know not just using a toy for you know using a like being a man and using a pink toy or like you know um uh you know being uh trans and using a toy that is like designed for a cis body or vice versa um uh but also using a couple's toy for solo play or um a uh a you know a toy that is you know ostensibly supposed to be for masturbation for use at a like big play party or or using a toy that is meant for vanilla sex for a deviant kinky purpose yeah
1: yeah that's you know <laughs> we vibe i might be one of their best customers and that the the various ways that you can like queer up all of their toys is one of the reasons so you know as i was saying the we vibe is intended f- specifically for heterosexual sex not only do i use it like strapping up but i also it has um it has an app that you can use on your phone to right. control it so right. i love Future to sex. use it yeah um going to play parties just having it like in your pants and having your like solo experience wherever you are out in the world like looking like you're on your phone texting but you're actually like turning up the volume of your vibrator um is just super fun and devious and it always um it really makes me feel like a sodomite which i which i love you know and we have to remember that um we often use sodomy to mean anal sex but in a lot of contexts and a lot of states sodomy meant any sex that wasn't procreative including oral between heterosexual people
0: Ab- yeah married people yeah. married people yeah, married a- people.
1: absolutely yeah we should all be sodomites sodomites absolutely. agreed
0: absolutely <laughs>
1: One thing that I want to touch on really quickly is um, this question that we had had amongst ourselves about why the Hitachi magic wand is so gay. Oh, yeah. Um, And I just wanted to, I was reflecting on that a little bit. um, And just to share with you a little. um, The first time that somebody brought out a Hitachi magic wand with me was um, a a cis straight man that Mm. I was sleeping with who was perceiving me as also being cis and straight and it was his magic wand and he brought it out and Mm. you know I was I was not getting off like in the sex that we were having and he pulled out this big vibrator and wanted to use it together to help me come and I was not about it I was so turned off by it I was like that thing is huge it's ugly it's loud it's like a lawnmower you are not putting that on me no way um you know fast forward X years later, and I have one that plugs in, and one that's rechargeable, and you know, friends have them at their houses, and they're communal, and I and they're beloved, and I've been stuck on, you know, why was I so put off to this thing that is famous for giving people pleasure? Yeah, why do you think it is? Why do you think that was? Because it's so queer. Because. As a feminized body There's an expectation that number one It should be easy to, to get us off And number two um, it should be pretty mm. And the Hitachi magic wand is not pretty It takes up space mm. It is loud mm. it, um, it is really powerful And it does something that it provides an intensity of stimulation that often bodies can't do. And for a feminized Mm. body to accept all of those things Mm. in in the name of pleasure, um, I think can be seen socially as really selfish or really ugly or unsexy. And isn't it funny that something that is specifically to provide immense sexual pleasure and does it so well can be seen as unsexy. And I think that's specifically because of um, these these norms that we all have you know deep down inside of us telling us what our sexuality is supposed to look like um to be appropriate to our gender role our work role our state role all of these things are so connected so going for it like using that big ugly big ugly toy to get off is super queer and also like super radical and resistant for me which is the theme of the summer
0: song of the summer (laughs) ryan that is fucking beautiful i agree you're singing my song um and i want to keep talking to you about i i want to like walk around and maybe we will like walk around pleasure Chest and just pick up every single item there and be like why is this gay yes <laughs> or make it gay <laughs>
1: yes that, yes perfect
0: um and uh, and maybe we will and maybe we will live stream it um but for now i think we are done with this podcast so i just want to say thank you so much for joining me and i am wishing you and my listeners a happy glittery rainbow filled pride this month and every month and i'll see you on the dance floor um we'll see you at Folsom and pride and at the pleasure test see you there